0: On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be making a case for Matthew Kachuk being the MVP of the NHL. And NHL fans, away fans specifically, leave victory rat alone.
1: You're Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to this Wednesday, February 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Make sure to follow Locked On Panthers on whichever podcast app you listen to, and make sure you follow us as well on YouTube for your chance to win Tickets to a future Florida Panthers game. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers made it back to practice uh, today where... We got a little bit of good news on Sasha Barkov, where Paul Murray said he's expecting the captain to practice tomorrow, and if he even if he doesn't, the doesn't mean that his game status is in jeopardy for Thursday night against the San Jose Sharks, which is great news. We wanted to start off the news with that, but it is a widens Wednesday edition of the show, so let me bring in. My guest on the show for another edition of Winans Wednesday, Jacob Winans is back. Jacob, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, as always. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, happy for you to be here, too. And uh, I know you weren't able to make it down to South Florida for uh, All Star Weekend, but you also were able to have some type of Florida Panthers action up in Central Florida where we're both currently located. But for but talk first about your thoughts about All-Star Weekend from afar and your experience at the Orlando Solar Bears versus Florida Everblades game last Saturday.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, of course, um, I 100% would have loved to have been in South Florida for the festivities for All-Star Weekend. Um, it, it was It was fantastic just to see uh, the the community engagement. I think the Panthers did an excellent job engaging with the community, uh, showing off to the hockey world what the what the team and, and the region in general has to offer. Um, I think I think compared to many All Star games that we've seen, the Panthers really took a, a a whole regional approach compared to what we've seen in other All Star games where they didn't just show off the arena or uh, just the hockey related things. They expanded to to well beyond just FLA live uh, it, it, they, they were able to show off the beaches uh, Fort Lauderdale uh, things on the water getting getting the, the community involved in Coral Springs uh, at the ice den there, there was just a lot that went into it and um, the, the the team front office the league deserve a lot of credit for putting all that together because it's important um, that this was an important weekend for the Panthers uh, more so than some other cities who may host an all-star game such as Toronto next year the Panthers really, when you get an event like this, they have to take advantage of it, uh, capitalize on it, and grow the game. And I think they did an excellent job of, of making that happen. And what better way to, to top it off uh, than, than Matthew Kachuk getting All Star Game MVP, NHL first star of the week? And then, uh, and I will definitely go on record and say that he absolutely got robbed in the shootout competition. Um, his, his, uh, his skit was hilarious. Uh, it's just. It's, it's impossible to, to win when you've got a, a cute little kid like uh, Ovi Jr. out there doing a Kucherov move. Uh, he had it in the bag just because he's a little bit cuter than Matthew Kachuk. But uh, that, that was an absolutely uh, epic, epic shootout move that Kachuk put together. The puck juggle and everything. Barkov in a lifeguard costume I have seen uh, used as a, as a meme uh, probably 100 times since All-Star Weekend. So that was fantastic. But yeah, you kind of alluded to it. Where I happened to be was uh, definitely not all star weekend, but I was able to experience uh, some hockey. I attended my first Orlando Solar Bears game. I went out there as a uh, a volunteer employee for the Solar Bears um, on behalf of the UCF Sports Business Program. Uh, So I I definitely enjoyed that experience. Um, Solar Bears hockey, they are affiliated with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, my loyalties, even though I was working for the Solar Bears this, this past weekend, I was one of the only people out of that crowd of 11,000 that was cheering for the Everblades. Um, the Blades did happen to lose that game in overtime, 5-4. to four. Um, So I was a little disappointed with that result, but I had a great time at that game. Uh, it was really cool to, to see uh, hockey on display in, in Orlando. Uh, You'd be surprised how many people in Central Florida really do follow and and love and and are diehards for the sport of hockey. It doesn't matter what level we're talking. Um, But yes, in that game, key takeaway from that, uh, two players under contract with the Panthers were playing. Uh, We had Nathan Steos on defense, who uh, undrafted free agent. uh, Panthers signed him, and and he's a lefty defenseman. uh, What I saw from him. Uh, he, he's got a, he, he, of course, as a first year at a junior player, he's going to have to adjust to the physicality. The ECHL is a very physical league. Uh, he, he doesn't necessarily handle physicality the best, but man, that kid can skate. Uh, he's got some great skating ability. He's great on his edges, back skating. He's got a good first pass. I uh, reminds me of a Tori Krug type of player. Um, I think he will definitely, uh, definitely turn some heads in training camp going forward. Uh, it's just the physicality he's got to adapt to, and and the general speed of the game. Uh, Defensemen take some time. Uh, the bigger name involved was Saren Noel, who has come back from uh, an undisclosed injury that's kept him out for for roughly a calendar year. Uh, only his second game back, and I was impressed with his game early. Uh, didn't didn't find the score sheet, but he was involved in the first two goals for this, uh for the Everblades. Um, he's starting to understand his size. He's huge. Uh, he towers over everybody on the ice. He's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six maybe. Um, an absolute tank of a, of a player. Big power forward. And more than more than I've ever seen him do in the past, he just camps out right in front of the net. Uh, and he, he, he's not easy to move once he does that. Um, but the the physical element of his game is not missing at all. It was only three minutes in before he already had dropped the gloves and was fighting. Uh, he definitely won that fight. But, yeah, it only took him three minutes of game action to, to already find himself in the penalty box, uh, in a, in a coincidental situation, uh, with, with, a, uh, I want to say Luke Boca of the solar bears. He didn't really stand much of a chance against, uh, Sarah Noel, an absolute tower of a human. Um, definitely someone to watch. Uh, I know he, he was very highly touted. Uh, he's dealt with some injuries and stuff, but, um, yeah, hope is not lost with his development. The, the skill is there. He just has to get his game, uh, get his game and his conditioning back. Uh, he kind of disappeared the second half of the game, which is to be expected. He got he, he's it's his first game action, and it's an overtime game where he's playing top line minutes. He's gonna get tired. He got pretty gassed by the end of the game. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that. But um, I, I was just super happy to see him back on the ice and playing his game. It's been a long time. Yeah,
0: and uh, not expecting him to spend a lot of time in the ECHL, as you know, getting a few warm up games there, and then eventually make making his way uh, back to Charlotte uh, to finish the rest of the season. But uh, but great great that you got to witness that, and uh, and to witness as well the highest capacity crowd in Orlando Solar Bears history, where they had there where they uh, also opened uh, the Upper Bowl as well for to witness that game. So. Not not, not all bad things for you uh, personally, Jacob, even though you weren't able to make it down to South Florida for All-Star Weekend. But we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to discuss a possible case for Matthew Kachuk to win the Hart Trophy this year after everything that he's doing with the Florida Panthers. We're going to discuss that next year on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And they're also the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can get bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, and to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash on. Take every moment more with FanDuel, the ultimate sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Second segment here on this Wednesday, February eighth edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, it is a one-ins Wednesday of the show. And Jacob, just everything in between the all-star break with the Panthers uh hosting it, that comeback win against Boston, and then the man the, the manhandling of Tampa Bay uh on Monday night winning seven to one and then the Tampa Bay Lightning losing again at home to the San Jose Sharks to give you guys an idea of when we're recording this. It's 12.49 a.m. on a Wednesday uh, night, Tuesday night, going into Wednesday morning. And uh, for and Alex Baumgartner of the Five Reasons Sports Network posted a tweet about the case for Kachuk um, getting some MVP honors. And I want to I want to get your take, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I don't think Kachuk is going to win the Hart Trophy. I think with what Conor McDavid is doing, and then of course the separation of points as well. And Edmonton Oilers right now have won eight out of their last nine, and McDavid's a big part of it, of course, Striessel as well. But Matthew Kachuk is fourth in the NHL in points. Let's talk about the case for this guy to be the, the the most valuable player because the Panthers just in the beginning of January were eight points out of the wild card spot. Now they're creeping up closer and closer and still need about maybe like 20 wins in their last 29 to still make the postseason. But even when they were losing, Matthew Kachuk has been the most noticeable player on the ice for the Panthers.
1: I agree 100, percent and I think you you did make a key point there. It, it's unlikely that he will win it um, because Connor McDavid is doing some things this season that that are just unheard of. We've like things we've never seen before in this era. Um, he's he really is the the Wayne Gretzky of, of, of the modern era. There's there's nothing else you can say about Connor McDavid other than that he's the best in the world, and no one is really going to compete with him uh, when it, when it comes to who's the best player in the NHL. But with that said, um, my case, if I'm making that case, is that this is not an award for best player in the NHL. It's an award for most valuable player in the NHL. And the season Matthew Kachuk is having right now is very reminiscent of the year that Taylor Hall had with the Devils when he won the Hart Trophy. Um, He he was truly the most valuable player to his team and carried them into the playoffs, getting that last playoff spot. Kachuk is trying to do the same thing with Florida this year. They're really trying to squeak in, get that last wild card, or maybe the, the the top wild card, but definitely one of those final two spots in the playoff bracket. And Matthew Kachuk is carrying them there. Uh, that That's what I would point to if I'm making the case for Matthew Kachuk, is Taylor Hall won an MVP doing this exact same thing. Matthew Kachuk is 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 trying to get the Panthers to that same place, and he's uh, producing more than even Taylor Hall did that year. Um Kachuk, if he stays healthy, will very likely cross the hundred point threshold this season. He's pacing for it. Um, he's elite defensively. Uh, produces at at all levels. Uh, whether it's five on five, whether it's 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 penalty killing, he can kill penalties. Uh, he, he's a, a, an absolute monster on the power play, and uh, he, he's great with possession. I don't think there's any holes in his game. Uh, I, I think I think when you think about most valuable player, you have to look at where the, where that player's team would be if not for their production. And if not for Matthew Kachuk's production this year, if not for what he's done, the Panthers would be at the very bottom of the league. And there's really no debating that. Um, I, I think I think Kachuk, while he very likely won't win the Hart Trophy because Connor McDavid just on another level, Matthew Kachuk deserves to be in the conversation. And I haven't really heard his name mentioned much uh, in, in the heart trophy conversation, but he should be up there. He should be a finalist. And if McDavid's going to win it, Kachuk should be number two. And, and, and I will definitely die on that Hill because Matthew Kachuk has been, um, he has easily been the most valuable player to the Panthers. And I don't think there's any, any team in the league that can put one single player up against Matthew Kachuk and, and say that that player has had the amount of impact on team success that Matthew Kachuk has had on the Panthers success. Uh, and, and, just being relevant in the playoff race to this point. So much of that, it it has to do with Matthew Kachuk.
0: Yeah. And, and the year that Taylor Hall won 93 points in 76 games with New Jersey, still crazy. to think number one overall pick spends a few years in, in uh, Edmonton doesn't work out there. And the, the bouncing of teams that he's had playing for five teams in his uh, career, but look at Matthew Kachuk. And we spoke about it yesterday on yesterday's show, how, Last year, he got 70 points in 50 games, uh, excuse me, 60 games. And then this year, he's doing it in 50. And then we we compared these trades. Where these are always going to be compared until the rest of their NHL careers. And for goal, goals, listen, uh, look for point pace for Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, he's missed three games, two of them due to a suspension, and then one of them a, a late last-minute uh Injury against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, But in an 82-point pace for Matthew Kachuk, we were dying on the hill of Huberto being the MVP last year with 115 points. But Matthew Kachuk's point pace is – an 82-game point pace is one point higher than Jonathan Huberto's at 116. That's if we were to play a full 82. And that's with more goals too. So just – value and the net front price presence, the different dimension that he brings to along with it, what he can do behind the it. net as well, just, is just, it's game changing for this Panthers team and sure, the wins don't necessarily reflect it right now, but we can see the, the progress that's being made for this team and how over time. This is going to be the better. This is going to be better
1: for the Panthers. Exactly, and you made you made a really really good point that I wanted to to, to touch on. We all, as as Panther fans, were were clamoring for Huberdeau to get to get Hart Trophy attention last year. Uh, One hundred fifteen points. We all thought he was deserving, and we were all at least somewhat disappointed that it ended up going to to Austin Matthews and, and Huberdeau ended up not really finishing where we thought he deserved to. But what were the two knocks on Jonathan Huberdeau in his MVP candidacy? It was goals and it was defense. Matthew Kachuk scores a lot of goals. He scores plenty of goals. He he's he definitely is is more of a goal scorer than Jonathan Huberdeau and the defensive the defensive numbers, the defensive metrics, it's all there. Matthew Kachuk plays defense. He's elite at defense. Um I, I really don't I really don't think uh, if 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 we if we felt Huberdeau was deserving last year, Matthew Kachuk is is without a doubt as much or more deserving than Jonathan Huberdeau last season. And and like you said, the the comparison of this trade, it's always going to be it's it's going to be prevalent for for the rest of their careers. Everyone's going to be debating who won the trade, who lost the trade. I think that in the, at the end of the day, I think it ends up being a trade where both teams where both teams get something good out of it. Because uh, Kachuk was not staying in Calgary no matter what, so I know Huberto and Weger, their production combined has not been fantastic this year, whatever. But they got the best that they could out of the situation, and the Panthers get get got a lot better with Matthew Kachuk. He's a he's a very good fit. That that's been proven. He's an MVP caliber player. I think both teams at the end of the day work out um, with with a, a good a good taste in their mouth about the trade. I just want to say this real quick on, on the MVP discussion and Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberdeau as a whole. We're fifty, we're fifty plus games into the season. Matthew Kachuk is ours. Jonathan Huberdeau is theirs. It's time for everyone to stop wishing for 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 lack of success or hoping that Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger don't pan out in Calgary. We're good. They're good. Let's let's just enjoy these players. We don't need to. We don't need to compare them. We don't need to hope that. Huberdeau and Weger do poorly, so that we can say we won the trade. We can leave that in the past. I, I, I anyone watching or listening that are Panthers fans, I think you 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 owe it to to the guys that that played here, and you owe it to Matthew Kachuk himself. Right now, let's leave that comparison thing behind. We don't need to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's okay to let li- like both of them, but know that one situation might be better for. One person exactly. over over time that, than another, and listen, uh, I, I I'm if, if Huberto ends up winning a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames, which there are now speculation about Daryl Sutter possibly call about this possibly being his last year in Calgary too, and if he ends up winning there, I'll be happy for him. It'll it'll not look good from the trade perspective from the Panthers, but I will definitely. Be happy for him, uh, personally. That that's for sure. And listen, there's a sixty point pace difference uh, between Huberto and uh, Kachuk, uh, with Huberto's point pace being seventeen goals, thirty nine assists for sixty of uh, fifty six points. But it it takes a little bit sometimes, maybe a little bit longer for someone to fit under Daryl Sutter's system. Assuming Especially that, for that coach. Yeah. Assuming that Daryl Sutter is going to be there for past this year as well, so that's something to consider. But let's—we're uh, going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to talk about the Florida Panthers' cap situation at the moment, and we're going to also talk about an incident that happened at FLA Live Arena on Monday night. But first, we're going to tell you guys all about Built Bar. And Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And if you're looking for a delicious treat, you don't want to all the fat and calories, then you gotta try Bilt Bar. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built Bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today and walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars, and you can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Third and final segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Jacob Winans is here to joining the show. And Jacob, I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the week. And the Panthers at this moment in time have three point over 3.1 million dollars in cap space. And they have one open roster spot how much of it how much writing is there on the wall about having that open roster spot with the cap space at hand for a duclair move in 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 the in
1: the hopefully coming days for the panthers yeah so uh if you if you look at it the the math makes it pretty cut and dry uh Three million in cap space, one open roster spot. Anthony Declair makes three million. He would take up a roster spot. It, it, it doesn't look great for Patrick Hornquist, um, which is unfortunate. I, I, uh, I, we don't really know where his where his uh, status is health wise. We know he's been practicing non contact for some time. Uh, his he's coming back from, from long-term effects uh, from two concussions that he suffered this year, which brings his career total uh, to eight or nine concussions. Um, Not entirely uh, certain on that number. I want to say it's eight or eight or nine. It's one of the two. That's a lot of damage to the head. Um, That's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, brain trauma. That's what the, that's what these concussions are. So he shouldn't be rushed, but yeah, with, with that amount of cap space, one open roster spot. Anthony Duclair is obviously the guy that they're going to slot in. Um, he's he's been uh, practicing non-contact. The, the the talk has been they're hoping to get him in the next few games. It doesn't look great for Patrick Hornquist, but it does seem like if the Panthers want if the Panthers want to make any adjustments roster wise, uh, it, it would a- a- absolutely require someone going out the door. Uh, now looking at the Panthers cap table there's not a ton of options for who that could end up being Um, at least no one salary wise who makes a big impact on on the on the books Uh, you think of guys who could possibly find themselves expendable with with more than minimum salary I mean maybe Nick Cousins Um, I I I would be somewhat surprised if that if that happened Uh, you could see maybe Colin White uh, that would be less surprising but that doesn't exactly open up a whole lot of cap space uh Colin White I, I would be I would be somewhat shocked if Colin White is still a Panther past the trade deadline mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it it's clear Anthony Duclair they're, they're they're prepping the team for Anthony Duclair to move back into the lineup and we will have to wait and see uh, if they want to roll with that and and maybe Patrick Hornquist has played his last game or if they want to make further adjustments it, it's going to be it's going to be borderline impossible to, to find a way to fit $5 million back into this lineup, though, it, on, from a salary cap perspective.
0: Yeah, and then you hear about Reinhardt and Bennett being part of Trade Rumors, but then you see the performance that Bennett has had recently, and it's like, do you want to mess that up for the Panthers when you're trying, when you still have right. term left on his deal, too? You have two more years after this, Reinhardt has won after this year as well. Is that something that you want to mess up for the panthers as well and you think about maybe what the panthers could possibly do as far as who where declare fits in maybe he could be on starting off on that third line and then make his way up a little bit for for uh, uh, eventually getting into the top six but i could see him slotting into that third line as of right now with etulus in uh in the mix and ryan lomberg and then uh either Cousins goes to the left wing, or then and then you slide Lombard down one, or um, or Cousins goes to the fourth line left wing as well. So a lot of gymnastics that the Panthers would have to do it, as far as that. And there was that Frank Saravelli report of that promise that Bill Zito had. But again, we also don't know how severe this concussion is for Patrick Hornquist because I've only had one. In my life. So we don't, we really don't know what, uh, what long term cause this, this is doing for someone like Patrick Hornquist. So the writing is completely on the wall for Duke to come back. Who knows? We don't know if it's going to be a home game. We don't know whether it's going to start him off on the road because the Panthers will be playing four on the road as well, uh, coming up next week. So, Lots of uh, questions on when he will be coming back. But before we we wrap up today's uh, show, there was a video that went a little viral online uh, of a Tampa Bay Lightning fan uh, kind of heckling and bothering uh, one of the mascots for the Florida Panthers, Victor E. Rat. Um, And it was a video that went viral online. It kind of looked a little staged based on the lack of reaction from around the – around uh, victory rat and but we found out today that it wasn't staged and I call into question about why nothing was done around around that fan and victory rat Uh, talk about how you reacted at first and and now what we're what you're seeing as
1: the Panthers are investigating uh, this currently Yes, there's a couple layers to this. So the first thing I noticed, uh, I I at first thought it was staged also because it's so absurd that like I've never seen anything like that happening that wasn't staged. Uh, So my first instinct was, oh, it's a staged thing, Uh, maybe kind of funny, a little bit, maybe like poor taste. But I thought I thought at first it was staged. And then I looked a little closer at the video and I noticed that there was no camera on them at all. It wasn't being shown on the Jumbotron. And typically if you're going to have a staged thing like that, you put it on the jumbotron because the idea is to get mad at the lightning fan. So my, what tipped me off was that's not on the jumbotron. This seems, this seems uncomfortable. Um, the next thing I want to, I want to call to attention is that the ushers, the ushers typically are not uh, necessarily, uh, keyed into, to what the, what the skits are in the production, but the, um, the staff member who walks around with the headset on who who follows the mascot should 100% know what what is being put together and and if it's if if it's staged or if the mascot is in danger because what a lot of people don't know about mascots uh, or maybe they do is that mascots are expected to remain in character which means no no verbal communication so if a mascot's in trouble he especially in front of fans the mascot's Typically, unless it's a dire emergency, are not going to say anything out loud. They're not going to say like, "Hey, help!" or "Get him off me." It's, it's that person with the headset that that staff member. It's their job to to understand and read the situation. So I, I'm not entirely sure what was happening there with 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 that member of the staff. Uh, we we don't we don't know all the details. What what went on between that that altercation or interaction? But on the surface, it looks like someone who's supposed to be protecting the uh the the victory rat uh character it it was really uh really may have dropped the ball there but beyond that this should go without saying i I don't understand why this this even has to be a talking point but don't put your hands on on the mascots and don't i mean why why are you as a grown adult doing that and I don't like to to generalize fan bases or call teams out for for their fans because fans are not. It's not linear. There's all different types of people uh, in in any fan base. They're not all the same. It's just very concerning some of the things that we've had to call attention to with with Tampa Bay Lightning fans in general, um, dating back two playoffs ago. The the racist attacks on on Anthony Duclair that we had to call out and 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 last year and. Uh, just some some harassment issues in the in the parking lot going into game two uh, of the playoffs. I mean, just be better. I understand this is an intense rivalry. It's really picked up in the last couple of years. But you don't you don't do things like that. The, the mascot is there. He's doing his job. He's not expecting to be assaulted. I mean, you just you just can't do that. I, I it, it it go it should go without saying it's it's really frustrating to see this kind of stuff happen. It's a terrible example. Uh, mascot's in a vulnerable spot can't really defend himself and and doing that is it's it's pretty embarrassing it's really embarrassing for for the the fan who we all saw his face i mean everyone knows who he is and and it's embarrassing uh to put yourself out there uh in, in that way um but victor erat props to you kept it completely professional um and and remained in character i know armando you're uh, one of your one of your many jobs that you that you do is is working at Universal, and it, it kind of reminded me of Halloween Horror Nights. How uh, the scare actors you can't put your hands on the scare actors, no matter how scared you get. You can't put your hands on the mascot, no matter how badly your team is getting blown out. You just don't do it. So it, it was uh, frustrating to see that. And I will I will say this as a warning, um, not just to that Tampa fan, but any fan who messes with Victor E. Rat. My girlfriend Rachel is a fanatic of Victor E. Rat. She loves and adores Victor E. Rat, and she will come for you if you put your hands on Victor E. Rat. That That is a promise. <laughs> and uh,
0: Panther fans, if you go to a Tampa Bay Lightning game, please don't put your hands on Thunderbug. Live up to that better standard. Please don't. Please don't.
1: Stanley C. and Thunderbug are friends. Yes.
0: They are friends. Yes, be, be 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 nice to to them. And I also we also happen to know a, a person here in Orlando who used to be a mascot at Stetson mm-hmm. as well. And he, he had his uh, girlfriend happens to be uh a, 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 the old mascot of Nitro too at UCF too. So wanted to text him about it and get his uh per- perspective. And he told me the same thing that it it looked staged at first, but was confused about the handler uh not not doing anything but uh now there's an investigation going on with it and hopefully uh hopefully something will be uh done when it when it it, uh comes to that that's for sure but jacob uh i want to thank you once again for joining me on this Winans wednesday edition of the Locked On florida panthers podcast uh tell everybody where they can find you
1: online Definitely you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob 8. I'm always super active there uh, and thank you for having me as always and for staying up extra late tonight because it's definitely my fault we're recording this late uh, some school some school responsibilities that I had to take care of so I appreciate it. no, no
0: worries my friend and uh, I will I will see you next week after next week's games will be in the middle of that Midwest trip so I will see you next week, my friend. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On AHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first system of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports today. Peter Bukowski gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene. Make sure to follow Locked On Sports today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On, Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Where's your team every day.